Ruffle After Dark Week 11 time. Crunch time. Hey, T. What's going on? Going on. It uh, It's definitely crunch time. I mean, what, four weeks left to make that playoff push when everybody's uh, within like a game or two of each other for the most part? Except for One Dave. non-league, one non, non-division game, and then division to go home. This is uh, not cutting time, although I don't know what how that saying came about. I, I hope I've ever heard my before, nuts so. are not getting cut. <laughs> yeah, I don't want mine cut either. That's for sure. Are yours are already cut though? Are they? No. No. Oh, we're still alive. All right. Well, someone's nuts are cut. I can't remember. <laughs> um, you you might rant this week. <laughs> uh, if if we would have done the pod Monday night, I would have for sure. I yeah, you sure would have ranted. You had a little rough one, but uh, we'll get to it. I'm Adrian sure had a rough rant. one too. Adrian got snipped yeah. on on Monday night as well. So, um. Yeah, no quippy giant intro this week. I have had zero time to try to be funny, so we're all gonna be we're gonna be winging it. I guess the um, question is, do you have do you have the, the sweet division names thought up yet? That's the one that we didn't cover beforehand. I I kind of I did do a, a very last minute division okay. name. I have entries. I don't know if it's gonna be as deep as as with the. Uh, double and triple meanings. But I will give it a try. I'm uh, headed off to Chicago tomorrow. Um, been running around. Didn't had to work late tonight. And then packing all kinds of crap. Doing a quick turnaround. Working for a uh, client that sells embalming fluids. So I'll be right, right around <laughs> with uh, Germar. The old funeral supply store. So it'll be really cool. Back. Although we are getting like going to a sweet uh, steakhouse, I was telling you about. Yep. So looking forward to that. But other than that, selling embalming fluid doesn't sound too good to me. But here we are. <laughs> but here we are. What? Uh, when do you get back from uh, from that trip? I just it's just a quick. I come back in uh, Friday night. So. Oh okay. It's like a twenty-four hour jam. Nice. But uh, yeah, so just land Portillo's uh, work. Steakhouse work. I have to watch the fucking Packer game in a Chicago bar, which is not going to be good. <laughs> I just thought about that today. It's just, I'm just not going to. I'm just going to sit in my fucking hotel room and just sit there. I, I, I don't think I can. I can't handle being a Packer fan in Minnesota, let alone Green Bay, let alone Chicago. Chicago. So it's going to. I think it, Yeah. I'll have to cheer against them. I think Chicago the sounds like yeah. I think Chicago sounds like the least favorite place to be a, a Packer fan. So, yes, that's definitely t- well. I don't know. I, I I feel like assholean Vikings fans are just as assholean, um, especially when their team is winning. So, um, doesn't happen a ton lately. So yeah, I hear you. It's currently happening. So um, yeah, my my team sucking and their team winning is well. I, it's not like I'm in 
denial that my team sucks. So there's that. Um, that was one absolute monster of a game. Um, quick side note: we uh, we drove to that wild game. I told you or um, yep on Sunday because I was like, I'm not watching the Packers. So we we got tickets because the Wilder, our client, it was awesome. We went there, and p- literally drove to park, and it was the fourth down and a half yard, and they didn't get it. And after the review, like we turned off the car, and we went on the second floor of the parking ramp down, and we were like, yes, like that was way too close, but at least the, the Vikings didn't win. We were right next to Patrick McGovern's, and the whole the roof damn near blew off the bar when when they scored that touchdown. And it was like, oh my God, what happened? It was so funny. And we went we went into the bar and just like it was the most high anxiety bar that was that there ever was after the the bills came down. It was anyways, it was super funny. It was it was nice to not have any eggs in that basket other than, you know, kind of wanting the Vikings to lose. But right. that was Unbelievable football, and uh, congratulations, Vikings fans! Yeah, I uh, so every year we do this like tree farm mini family pictures with this photographer we've had since Eleanor was born. Like, she did Eleanor's baby pictures, so we've been doing it for pictures with her for nine years now, right? And you know, so she does these like discounted, like 30 minute sessions, and it always on a Sunday, and it's always during football season, and so. And it was pictures were at three in, I can't even tell you the name of the city. Like it was up by like East Bethel, like up in the middle of fucking nowhere, like an hour from my house. Right. So I watched the first half Vikings. I think when I left, we were down by 10 or 14 and looking like shit. So I, w- I didn't feel bad about leaving. Right. Like I don't want to watch the second half of this game. The Vikings are just going to get pounded. They haven't been looking great. Drive the hour up there, I get out. I'm like, oh shit, the Vikings are only down by like four right now. What the hell happened, right? We're taking pictures and like, you know, when the girls are like, when it's just the girls getting the picture taken, like I'll look at my phone and like check to see what's going on with the scores. And I'm like, we're driving. I'm like, sweet, right? Girls get the, like, the girls are getting the picture taken away and I'll say, everyone will suck to put the phone away, like getting my picture taken again. I come on, I'm like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, second goal from the, two or whatever it was, something, whatever it was, crazy. I'm like, sweet, like, we're going to score, right? And all of a sudden, I look, and I'm like, we scored. I go to look to see who was scored, and it said it was a defensive player recovering a fumble in the end zone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, ESP, because I was using, like, the ESPN app. I'm like, oh, yeah, ESPN app will be, like, like for random times, will be, like, Derek Carr, minus 80-yard rush. Right. So I'm like, I, I was just like, somebody had to have typed that in wrong. Like, you know, maybe like Double Cook fumbled it going into the end zone and like, you know, uh, Hawkinson picked it up and scored. Like, it had to be something like that, right? Like, it can't be like, a, like it just didn't compute, right? It can't be the nose tackle scoring a touchdown <laughs> on offense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, we do like and, and so I'm watching it like and also I'm like oh shit they're tied like you know they're going to overtime like I, I'm like this is just too crazy but and so Jessica like was checking it when I was getting my picture taken with the girls and she's like it, it's refreshing but it, like it won't I know we were driving home for the last part during overtime she's like she's giving me updates and she's like it just keeps saying that like it's third and 
certain ten or whatever with like three minutes left. But basically, like because she was, I don't know, she was doing on the internet somewhere on like Yahoo or something like that. And basically, they never put like the like they never took the time off and made it a final. But when the after the interception, um, so when I got home that. We got home that night after dinner, but the girls said I was watching like Sports Center after the after the Sunday night football game and I saw the highlights and I was just like I, I couldn't like it was just unreal. I'm like that Jefferson catch on fourth and eighteen. I saw the highlight on Twitter, but I didn't have the context of the down and distance and you know what I mean? It just yeah. I just saw like somebody had posted the clip of the catch and was like, This is the greatest catch of all time and then when I saw the down and distance and like the it was fourth and eighteen in the, the spot in the game that it was. I was just like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like that was unreal. Well, and <clears throat> we'll end Vikings recap here. But um, the uh, well, I was listening to PA call the game, which I don't like to do because <laughs> I, I can't. I like PA, but I can't stand how like incredibly homer and riled up he gets. Like. Yep. Yeah. He does a good job, but he, yeah, he's a gimmick man. Um, anyways, like even he could not adequately like describe that play because it was like, you know, he th- he basically like described it as best he could. Like he throws it up and oh my god, he came down. <laughs> you know, and Bursich goes crazy, but it's like you can't describe that ridiculousness of a play until you see it so it was unbelievable one of the pods that i was listening to today was talking about it and they were just like like it was unfathomable how they you know the tv had both hands on the ball and jefferson went up and they came down like the bodies came down and all of a sudden jefferson stands up with the ball like and like "I, i can't even comprehend the physics of like how that happened like where the db had his hands on the ball and they came down, and the ball never hit the turf, and yet somehow Jefferson came out with it. Like, mm-hmm. awesome. I digress. Nuts. So. Well, we're ten minutes in. We haven't talked a fucking second about Ruffle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to just start over? We'll just count it down from five again. <laughs> no. Jesus, we're losing uh, people's attention span already. So that's all right. Um, so, well, we got. The... It was a hell of a week. I'll tell you. We have a very, very tight race in in everything, top to bottom. Um, in the I didn't see this happening uh, with our SEO leader Natron going uh, losing to Brett, who you know I think well in the transactions review from last week, your your trade with Brett was during last week, right? So I mean Brett right. made a huge trade to bolster his lineup, which you know I mean helped a hell of a lot getting. 20 from Pollard when he would have gotten nine from McKinnon. I mean, that right there is 11 points. He loses the game. So, I mean, just that in and of itself was, was enough for him to, to win a week, you know? Um, well, if you would have started Gabe Davis, you'd won by a hell of a lot more. I, I don't get that. I don't I, know if you can start Gabe Davis and that I would have started Lazard over Gabe Davis too, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I would have you started... can grill me about my trades last week, but I won and he won, so I think I think that was good. Oh, I'm sure we'll. Get what are you there. drinking, by the oh. way? Uh, I am drinking again another heirloom milk and honey Jesus, cider. Jesus, you're, la- you're lame. I know. I I just didn't get a chance to get to the liquor store. What about you? I'm drinking a ranch water, so it's a tequila. Um, 
tequila, citrus, uh, soda water, and lime juice. Nice. Delicious. Refreshing. Sounds tasty. Very much Very so. Real. Sounds like it. Um, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Natron's to... team gets, I mean, Cup obviously being hurt now is potentially landscape changing. Um, he's going to get big weeks from fucking people like Deonta Foreman and Singletary. I mean, Singletary's had some weeks here and there, but like, just silly. I know. Um, well, and like 17 of the, like almost all of those points were in like the first quarter. <laughs> it was, wasn't it like the first two scores of the game were Devin Singletary? And I was like, Jesus Christ, Nate. <laughs> yep. I'm like, we don't need this now. Like, this can't, like last week you had five touchdowns from Joe Mixon. We're not getting five out of it. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. The guy I threw into the trade last year just to like, here, have Devin Singletary. I need to, like, I don't want to drop a guy. <laughs> or whatever it was. It was just basically like a non-secular. Um, anyways, yeah. But, yeah, Brett's team needed depth and got some. And mm-hmm. and uh, Zach Ertz is now dead. But, yeah, he's in tight end wasteland. Oh, but, uh, the rest of, people, of his lineup so. looks pretty good. Looks a lot better. Yeah, I mean, Gabe Davis. Again, I still would have started Gabe Davis over Thielen against Buffalo. Like, Buffalo's got a tough defense. The Vikings' secondary has been a little suspect this year. To me, it was kind of a – to me, it would have been a no-brainer. But um, luckily, it didn't cost Brett. So, uh, nice job, Brett, taking down the Emperor. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy shits Robbie himself. Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I, you know it's gonna be a bad day when Jerry Judy first was it like the first offensive play of the game might have been the first play of the game for Denver like or the first play of the game overall like Judy gets a target and immediately like his ankle dies blows up yeah. so I am um, he didn't play Mostert or Wilson or both I but maybe he is trying to too. tank <laughs> selective tanking. <laughs> Selective tanking, yeah. No, huh? Yeah, I probably wouldn't have played uh, Curtis Samuel against Philly, but um, hey. Yeah, we know my fucking thoughts on Curtis Samuel and his block hands. <laughs> Just, like, yeah. the, like um, we're going to talk about Christian Watson in a little bit, but Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Curtis Samuel can make the all-fucking-block-hands team. It'd just yeah, be right. one pissed off quarterback. Just <laughs> hucking skins around and have the goddamn ball never get caught. Um, Robbie's team showed a nice little pulse. I mean, Justin, he finally, you know, with that trade to, to uh, Doug, which we'll probably get to, um, you know, but so he's forced to start Justin Fields this week. Um, I mean, granted, Burrow was on a bye, so he would have had to anyways, but um, him and Jacobs, you know, looking solid. You know, it's not Jimmy's week when Drake London scores a touchdown for the first time since like week two or three. Like, you know, Jimmy's lucky yeah, to use in those, in those spots. The yeah, that the the Thursday Atlanta game and he um throws all the Drake. I'm you know I got Kyle Pitts on two other teams and he throws it to Drake London. I'm like, God damn it! A pass a passing touchdown from Atlanta and it doesn't go to Pitts. I'm so angry. Oh, I man. actually, yeah, my third league, uh, my redraft, my only redraft league that I'm in, I actually dropped Pitts to pick up Dulcich, like, 
four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Hmm. I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I was hard of getting zeros out of my tight end. So ironically, the week I dropped him, my opponent picked him up and that was the week, the one good week he had where he scored like 10 or 13, but I still beat him. So I was happy about that at least, but I was yeah. like, a, I'm like, of course that fucking happens. But um, yeah, no, Robbie's team. I mean, still looking Robbie fairly solid. Yeah, What's he's that? really good week for Robbie. Um yeah, I mean, field scoring, you know, you think about field scoring 37 and then like his number two wide receiver had one point, just, that's going to regret, that's going to turn itself around. Yep. Um, uh, but Rondell Moore should get a lot more action with uh, Ertz dead. Yeah. I mean, he's been uh, playing, Rondell's had, I think the last three weeks, two or three weeks, he's had some good, yeah, last three, the last three weeks, Minnesota, Seattle, Rams weeks. Eight, ten, and thirteen targets. You know, from a guy who couldn't see the field last year to this year, just a huge difference. So he's looking up. Yep. You know, Devonta Smith. Um, I think he took advantage of AJ tweaking his ankle in that first catch from AJ Brown, which we'll get to in part of my rant in my game. But uh, um, do we want to have he, a small dance party for you? We both we both picked Dave to win. <laughs> we gotta get when we I, get to Dave. I thought game, we were yes. transitioning. I thought we were transitioning, oh. so I was there. Oh. So, so wrap oh, up the id, Robbie's yeah, no, jack fine. off or whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um yeah, we should have a small <laughs> dance party because yeah, I can't believe we both picked Robbie or we both picked uh Dave to win. That's crazy. Um I um and... I was driving to hockey on Monday night, which I told Baker, like, I just put my fucking head down. I told him, I love Terry McClure, but he can't do me like this because he had, like, 11 points in the first half, and, and all he needed was, like, three catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown in the second half, which could have very easily happened, and he would have beat me, and I was just like, Terry can't leave me and then score 27 against me. So, But uh, right as I was going, then Brian Robinson had his touchdown, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I know what this means. Like, Dave one. is Dave is one point away with the entire <laughs> second half to get two whole points, and he got two whole points <laughs> to win. <laughs> oh, man. And, and it's funny because I think you saw it probably at one point during my game with um, Doug on Monday night that Doug changed his name to, like, reverse KTs, reverse psychology or whatever it was. Yep. And oh, we're gonna talk about team names because I saw yeah. Robbie's post, yeah. so we'll we'll get there. But uh, so at one point, I think some I think it was Nature maybe texted me was like, "How many times did you have you congratulated Doug?" And I was like, "No less than 500. Um, <laughs> and I text. Well, we're okay. We're not in your matchup yet. No, but uh, but what I was going to was Dan Hill texted me. He was like. I, rever- I reverse jinxed Adrian and it worked <laughs> on, on yesterday morning. Uh, I had to laugh about that. So I was so pissed off though because like Brian Robinson needed those two points, right? And like they kept feeding the ball here and there. Like he would get like a, a couple of yards and he'd get just a little bit closer, just a little bit closer. And then Gibson would come in and, you know, do t- get some carries or whatever. And I'm just like, they're not going to get it. Like there was like three minutes off. I'm like, fuck, like. Philly's gonna drive down, get the you know, score a touchdown game, it's gonna be over, and Adrian's gonna because he was one yard away at that point, I think it was, and I was just fuming. I'm like, he's one fucking yard away. <laughs> one yard. And uh Hertz throws that second interception of the game. 
and I was just like, and they brought, and I, I, I could have sworn that um, both at one point Gibson and Robinson had kind of tweaked something, and they were both had gone out of the game. And I was like, Gibson came back in, and like we hadn't seen Robinson yet, so I was like, fuck, like he tweaked something. He's not coming back in. And then I saw number eight jog out in the field. I was like, oh my god, thank you, yes. Like just now, don't get stuffed by the scrimmage here. Like just get. <laughs> Get a couple of yards. So, anyways, longer than we've ever talked on any of Dave's games since he made his big trade to start tanking. But uh, Cole Komet's looked legit the last couple of games uh, with Justin Fields. Um, Brian Robinson, you know, he'll take advantage of those matchups. Like, you know, if, if they block for four yards, he'll pick up four yards. If they block for three yards, he'll get three yards. Like, he just needs, I mean, 26 carries to get 86 yards is gross, but uh, yeah. he got in. So, um, Adrian? Yeah, he definitely looks like a plotter. Yeah. And I mean, maybe he's still working his way back from the injury, but I don't think he was a, he wasn't fast in college. I don't think either. So I just, just don't think his vision's very good. I think he's pretty decent. I just don't yeah. think, he, yeah, he's running into the fucking backs of his own linemen. Um, Adrian, he keeps getting pummeled with injuries a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't know what happened to Alex Pierce. Like, do we like need to file a missing persons report with that, that zero burger? But, uh, Stefan Diggs. Alec Pierce has been shit for five weeks now. I, I was actually surprised he didn't play Matt Collins with uh, Renfro being on IR. And really, it was just, it was just, it, you know, it's really just um, Matt Collins, um, Foster Moreau, and Devonta Adams now that offense with maybe a little, little Jacobs um, sprinkled in on the passing game. But, anyways, Diggs, I, I was surprised Diggs didn't score. I mean, 12 for 128. You know his new toy. I was actually I was actually impressed with Adrian making the trade. I thought he overpaid. We can get to that in the in the transaction section. But um, yeah, Cordero on Thursday night, Cordero Patterson. I was surprised he didn't get more touches. But actually, after the fact, I was like, well, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, right? He's coming back from injury. They're playing their second game in four days. Like probably better that they didn't rush him back and give him a huge workload that second that that in, on that short week. Um, plus, they were losing so. Still a little surprised, but uh, yeah, just a, a down week for Adrian. So, yeah, well, I mean, I think Cordero just killed him. Well, Cordero and playing Pierce, right? I mean, yeah, but I mean, Pierce was a flip the coin, like eight or nothing. I don't think that surprised, right. but Cordero having two, I mean. That's how yeah, you lose close. That's how you lose close matchups. Everybody else, I could see their score being what what they ended up with, you know. Yeah, and Cordero had seventeen last week, so yeah, to get a, a two out of him is is going you know, to throw your week for sure. So, yeah. Um, moving on to your matchup, I win. <laughs> you win! Yay! Yeah, um, I think I texted you at one point on Sunday. Was it that like I'm like I think you broke Chris Olave? I paid a lot of attention because that was the only noon game that I had a guy going. Yep, and so I was paying very close attention to that game. And goddamn, uh, I'm texting Baker because he's a Saints fan. I'm like, dude, Dalton blows. <laughs> like the Dalton sucks. He's, and, and he's they, just when he's just li- like hucking the ball at Alave, and Alave's taking gigantic hits, and I'm like, just save this man from being dead. Uh, he can't die my first time playing him. So, 
Well, and they uh, they named today they named Dalton the starter for this week as well too. So, it's just like, well, I mean, it. like Jameis must be dead at this point, like a walking corpse or something, because Dalton's just been horseshit. So good thing that the Rams just blow. So yeah. well, I guess we'll take it. Um, um yeah, no, you you had you got a good a decent. I mean, a, you know, streaming week out of Jimmy G, James Conner, one hundred percent manager efficiency rating. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that before. No. Yeah, that's true. I don't have much of a choice, but I was like, you have pretty much everybody dead or on by on your on your bench. So, yeah, um, James Conner looking like the and both actually both him and Aaron Jones like vintage, vintage uh, Conner and Aaron Jones each picking up twenty two points was huge. A little bit of a down week for DK getting ten. I mean six for seventy one still solid, but you, you kind of expect a little more out of DK. Foster Moreau was nice that he got in the end zone for you. Um, yeah, that was a clutch uh, Saturday night pickup of Foster Moreau. Yep. Uh, you know, Baker, um, Swift, and Jamal Williams just not looking good right now. Like, especially against Detroit. Like, I, or against, sorry, against Chicago. I fully expected Detroit to just waltz all over him in the run game and kind of have it be a back and forth between. Um, Fields running and then, you know, those two running um, with maybe a little Amon Ra sprinkled in. Um, but, uh, yeah, they just weren't efficient at all. 16 carries for 59 yards. Like, it was a little surprising there. I was actually surprised Najee got as close as he did to 100 yards in 99. I mean, it took him – I mean, so 20 carries, almost five yards carry. That was solid. I think mm-hmm. he had that one really big, like, 36-yard run during that game. Um like you said, Terry McLaurin tried his best to scare the shit out of you on Friday night to make it a little bit of a of a contest. Um, <laughs> I was literally sweating bullets, man. I was like, and Terry could easily score a second half, like sixty yard bomb touchdown, and then he just needs like two catches for twenty yards, and then I felt like I'm, there was I'm a couple caught. of yolo. I felt like there was a couple of yolo balls in the second half to Terry, if I remember correctly. Well, little... I don't understand. This is why. Jeff Saturday coaching tree. Like, why, why, why does my fat ass know, or at least think I know how to coach better than these NFL coaches? And obviously, I don't. But I'm like, why don't you put you get two unbelievable cornerbacks, or and cornerbacks and say whatever the the yep. fucking guys are. Like, just double team them with those two dudes and just shut Terry McLaurin down and make them beat you with butter hands, McGee. And you're the two running backs. I mean, Jahan Dawson came back this week, which helps, you know, helps Terry out a little bit. Um, yeah, but he did like nothing. One for 14. I mean, yeah, I think he was still probably on a pitch count because, you know, his first week back from the, the hammy injury, which those are notoriously easy but, to re injure. But they probably just thought they were going to score about 40 on Washington and didn't happen. Yep. So, anyways, I was happy uh, to pick that one up. I. I at one point when I had like twenty points and Baker's team was sucking, I, you know I guess ninety five eighty four isn't terrible. It's not like any, it's not a great score by either one of us. I mean ninety five is okay, but I, I was like our, our fucking matchup is so bad. <laughs> he just messaged me like it's gross, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, I mean uh, Waddle, Waddle didn't get the touchdown this week. I mean so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, the thing that surprised me the most, I guess, in that game, I guess, not maybe the didn't surprise me a ton because Cleveland's terrible against the run. So I wasn't surprised to see Mostert and Jeff Wilson do what they did. 
but for Waddle to only get five targets, that was the, a little surprising. I, I figured you'd at least see like you know seven to seven to eight targets there. So, all right, you ready to rant? Oh God! Let me give you my thoughts first. Go ahead, and then uh, I'll 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 give you the floor. Um, Doug's team's good. I think your team's good. But I think you got a little, I don't know if you got like a little too close to my team from last week. <laughs> but man, you had some duds. And you got some bad juju on top of you right now with the uh, the juju uh, going out. Uh, that sucked. I don't know what happened to A.J. Brown. Like what, I didn't watch the game. What actually happened to A.J. Brown? So, yeah, I was watching the game, and he ran a simple little, like, five-yard out, or seven-yard out, because it was a seven-yard reception, one for seven. Um, ran a little seven-yard out, and when he planted to turn right, like, he rolled his ankle a little bit, made the catch, and then when he – and nobody touched him. Like, defender didn't hit him, defender didn't touch him, caught the ball, jogged off in the silence, and I saw him, like, he started limping a little bit, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, he popped his Achilles, he tore his – you know, something, Right. I mean, like he yeah, you text me like he's hurt, and then like I don't know. I checked the app, and they're like, "Oh, he's back in." Like three plays later, so yeah. So he he hobbled off to the sidelines, and um, they taped like he had black shoes on, but they you could tell like something. His right shoe, it was his right ankle. His right ankle was just taped all to hell. Like it was just all fully wrapped. Um, so. Yeah, he was he was a shell of himself the rest of the game. There was one deep ball to him that uh, great throw by Hertz, like over both the safety and the corner hit him. Like I mean, it was a tough catch to some degree because like the the safety just missed it, and it hit AJ Brown right in his like right in the basket in his hands. And the ball popped up, and when the ball popped up, the safety reached in and grabbed it, basically grabbed it from him. So. Um, that, but that was like one of the only few targets he had because he had one comeback target, I think, as well, too, where he just had no explosiveness to come back to the ball. And so their cornerback or safety broke on him and, and knocked it away. But he just didn't look like himself. There was one play where he was blocking. Um, and after the play, after like after the runner got past him and he finished blocking, he kind of like hopped on his one foot a little bit. So um, you could tell he wasn't 100%. And that's where I like – of everything that happened, right? Like Derrick Henry, I knew he was going to have a, a rough game against, against Denver, but like everybody, you know, you can rush, you can run against Denver, you can run against Denver. Um, but when like rushing is literally the only thing your offense can do um, and they can probably stack like 10 guys in the box and not have to worry about Tannehill throwing the ball to anybody, I can see how, the, you know, Denver, as good of a defense as there. I just, I knew that it wasn't going to be a great game for him. I, I thought, I actually thought that, uh, Pierce would have the kind of the game he did, you know, I thought maybe he'd, he'd pop up in the end zone to get to 18. Um, Juju getting blown up when he had a third, like at that point in time, I think he was up to like a 38% target share in, at that early in the game. Like I didn't see the hit because I was out in the pot, I don't know what, out in the water, whatever at that point. But then I saw the hit later, like he made the catch and then just got destroyed and whatever. I was like, fuck, like, you just know it's not going to be your day when stuff like that happens. Deontay only got five targets this week, which first time he hasn't had double digits or near double digits, I feel like, in a while. Um, still respectable four for 63. Amon Ra gets 
10 for 119, but 11. So he catches 10 of 11 balls, which is crazy to me. But again, like he got tackled at the one. He just can't, like, 10 catches. He can't find fucking end zone. Like, mm-hmm. he just knows it's not going to be a week. It was nice to see Dalton Schultz get his six for 54 and a touch. I mean, so I mean, there were some promising things on my side. Um, you know, my bench is pretty much dog shit, which I know it's pretty much all my starters. Um, I'm excited to get Higgins back for this coming week. That'll be a help. Um, Doug's team looked I good. think Dougie. I think Dougie should have lost this game. And I I only mean this because I think Tom Brady should have had negative 15 points for that fucking whatever it was. Fall down, interception, <laughs> tripping play. Yes. I text oh Doug God. and I was just like, oh my God. Like, if they would have ran that play the first time, they like, they like set it up by by running the same play and then they then they like predictably like they showed the replay and I'm like man they should have thrown to Tom Brady on that play and then like three plays later they run the same Monday. play and try to throw it to Tom Brady <laughs> and Tom Brady's fucking pylon ass falls down oh it was ugly even yeah, the Germans I... were like Tom Brady that wasn't German at all. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> Dude, there um, are so many people that were just like, I don't cheer for either team except for Tom Brady. I cheer for Tom Brady. And so, yeah, there are a lot my, of sad uh, Germans on that one. My nine. One. nine. Yeah, my uh, my nine-year-old, speaking of transitions, my nine-year-old Eleanor, she loves Tom Brady as well, too. I mean, I've cheered for him for a while, too, so... You know, when I'm not cheering for the Vikings, I'm usually cheering for Tom Brady, whether it was the Patriots or the, um, you know, now the Tampa Buccaneers. So she was excited to see him play. Anyways, uh, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb was basically the, the straw that broke the camel's back in my game. Like, I I was just like, can, can like, he's the, like, other than Dalton Schultz, right? Like, he's a slow tight end. Like, it doesn't take much to cover him. Like, can we not put, like, four guys on CeeDee Lamb? Just maybe cover him a little bit. Like, what the fuck? Je's twenty twenty oh. fantasy football team dominating. Yes. Um, of course, you know Godwin breaks his like four thousand game non touchdown streak against me as well too. So like, just like the stars and like the astrology were all lining up uh, against me this week. So uh, it is what it is. Still, like, I felt better. Like, I was pissed off because I thought for sure Adrian was going to win. So I, like, my uh, my blood was, you know, boiling to like, you know, of no end on on Sunday and Monday night, and and then once once Adrian lost, I kind of like took a deep breath, exhaled, and was like, okay, I'm still tied for the division. Like, yep, it's kind of how I felt last stuff. week when when I lost. Um, or yeah, I I was like, all right, I'm like I won this week. He lost. Uh. Natron, and I'm like, I lost. He won last week, so net, net, negative, net even. Um, still in it. You got, you got plenty of runway. And nope. uh, the final matchup of the week, uh, Daniel versus Maddie. Um, yeah, Daniel keeps running Cream Hunt out there here and there, and Cream Hunt just kind of keeps shit in the bed for him. Um, you know, it's tough when you lose, and you. Have- Somebody like Christian Watson, who's got four for 107 and three on your bench. I mean, not something you could have predicted with, like you talked about how Christian Watson hasn't, you know, really Christian Watson all year. didn't start Christian Watson this week. <laughs> um, 
well, and the, and the crazy part was, I think there was like at least one Christian Watson drop for a potential touchdown this week too. He, he legitimately should have had four touchdowns for sure. I think if he wouldn't drop one of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, Daniel's getting hurt a little bit by the fact that uh, Stafford, you know, isn't playing as well like he was last year. Cousins is got a pretty tough slate coming up here with Dallas and New England, the Jets. Eases up a little bit after that with, you know, Detroit and Indy and the Giants and Green Bay. But uh, next couple of games are going to be rough. Fournette's on a bye. Um, Fournette's, you know, he, he, early in the year, he was looking like a world beater, you know, putting up you know, a couple of games there where it was like 32 and 2016. Um, Rashad White's starting to take some, some work from him, so that's got to be a little concerning. Rashad White you know. is looks better. Rashad White? Yeah. Except, except uh, like, pass blocking, but which is a shitty fantasy thing, but a real football thing, yep. so that sucks. Um, yeah, Many teams, I feel like it's running into shape now. I mean, Justin Jefferson is starting to kind of do Justin Jefferson things again. Um TJ Hawkinson, you know, after the trade to Minnesota, he seems to be the number two option in Minnesota now. Jonathan Taylor, they're starting to, you know, he's healthy now, it looks like. And uh, with Jeff Saturday looking, you know, they look, you know, they actually had a, looks like they had a decent offensive line. We more of a commitment to running the ball. I mean, it helps when you get uh, Matt, Matt Ryan back, who is actually an actual NFL quarterback who can actually run an NFL offense instead of sending whatever Ellinger or whatever the fuck his name was. Um, you know, I mean, Miles Sanders is going to have those weeks where he puts up 25 because, you know, Philly's uh, offense is rolling. There'll be weeks where he puts up five this week when they play a tough, you know, tougher rushing defense. But, uh, yeah, no, his team looks good. You know, um, did it all without uh, his boy, Jacoby Myers, on the bench this week and Ramondre Stevenson. So, We'll get to it in our uh, preview for this upcoming week, but he gets those two guys back this week, and uh, I think he's going to be tough. And he's going to be tough when his full lineup's there. So, yeah, no, I agree. Maddie's team. I was surprised Dano kind of laid a little flat, but his team's been a little up and down. Maddie, yeah, he's. I Hawkinson's got a major bump since the move. Um, not a forty game or forty point bump or <laughs> like outlier, but he's consistently being used. I mean, if you can get ten to fifteen out of your tight end every week, like that, that's a huge win against most people that are not Nate, who has Kelsey, right? Like for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, let's just let's just get straight to the uh, straight to the standings here to recap. The forty minutes we've been talking about the well, ten minutes we talked about the Vikings jacking off the Vikings, and then twenty minutes talking about the week. Um, things are very, very, very tight, very condensed. We've got four weeks left in the regular season. To me, the most surprising thing right now is that Brett's team is seven and three. I mean. Early on, like we talked about, if he didn't score 68 points, if his opponent scored more than 68, he was probably going to lose. Um, but uh, he's the only seven and three team right now, which is which is a little surprising. So, well, yeah, no, and I and like that's one of the well, yeah, we'll talk about trades and stuff, but you know, 
I, th I think I'm throwing you right under the bus that you didn't have him winning another game. <laughs> That's true. I, I said one more. I said one game. Yeah, I don't know about that. Whatever, but uh, you know, still nothing's written down. Yeah, no one listens to the podcast twice, so no one cares. Um, I was like, you got you need some depth. You, you, we got to go. We got to make this trade. Like, I got too much depth. I don't know who to start. You have not enough depth. And one really, really good dynasty player. Let's do a thing. Yeah. Well, we'll talk like, about I don't want to. I don't want to auction this year. <laughs> um. So, uh, all right. So we've got ourselves uh, the the division names this week. Um, scraping a, a little bit here, but um, there was a gigantic Taylor Swift Ticketmaster fiasco yesterday. So, aren't you? I'm not a Swifty, but I I did get this crowdsourced from some Swifties. But I figure there's at least one or two Swifties in the uh, or closet Swifties at least in the league. So I'm looking directly at Baker and probably Doug for being <laughs> Swifties. Um, it'd be really awesome if Adrian texted me and was like, "I am a Swifty." Well, that's, you're I... assuming that Adrian found a way to listen to the podcast, but I digress. So. No, that's true. Well, he made a fucking trade this week, so uh, up is down, down is up, black is white. Um, there's, well, and, yeah, and more so. importantly, the trade wasn't with me because I think his last couple of trades have all been with me. So yeah, like exactly. Yeah. So we're gonna go Ferdinand division first because that's the best division right now. We've got the best. Um. We've got the best. Uh, record. Uh, I really like Maddie's team. It's on the way up. Scored a shitload of points. Doug's team statistically 0-3 in division, but is also on the rise. And well, fuck, did every, every one of those teams won this week. So it's the Midnight's division. That's the best Taylor Swift album. And it, the Swifties will agree on that one. Okay. Um, you're going to have to look this up because I can't vouch for it or, or whatever. This is why it's a little bit scraping in the bottom of the barrel here. The next one, we're going to go with the Charlemagne division. Um, that's the second best album from Taylor Swift. That's Folklore. Um, got some real bangers on that track. Go ahead and look at look that up. Um. And then, uh, so that's, you know, that's Charlemagne. That's uh, that's Natron, mostly holding that up um, with eleven hundred points. Eleven hundred points still. Uh, lots of points against, but you know who's creeping up in points against? Fucking Josh getting scored on. Yes, he is. He's nearly passing up Natron and the points against being butthurt. Um, so we've got we got the second best uh, album from Taylor Swift there, Folklore. And then the the last division is your division, the Maximilian. And, and uh, that's the critically panned and audience hated 
Reputation album from <laughs> Taylor Swift. All of you lost last week, we and did. it was just oh. just straight up dump dumpulator. I uh, <laughs> I was so in that in those texts. I think um, to Daniel yesterday, he was like, "We all lost, or you know, our entire division lost." And I was like, "I'm blaming Je because in the pod last week he had us as the strongest division. It was kind of you know pumping us up." And so <laughs> Daniel was like, "He jinxed us." So we blame you. That's an FYI. Yeah, you can blame me. Well, now everybody gets blamed because we're all Taylor Swift albums. So I will say that I did not have that on my uh, my podcast bingo card. Was having division <laughs> names. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was um, I was working yesterday, and the the person who works next to me was sweating Taylor Swift tickets the entire day long. So that was I, I just sent her a text, and I was like, "What are the what are the two best?" Taylor Swift albums and what's the worst one? So she crowdsourced these names for me. So I trust Kenzie? her. It's got to be Kenzie, right? That's not Kenzie, no. Oh, okay. But yeah, she did try to get Swift tickets. Oh, actually, yeah. So she tried to get Swift tickets today, but she didn't get them. They were sold out. But um, the person who sits next to me was like, a, I don't know, some Capital One credit card holder. So they got a day in advance and actually got the tickets after the gigantic ticket fiasco where apparently 8 billion people were trying to buy Taylor Swift tickets at the same time and the internet broke. So My favorite thing about that was I saw on Twitter today that somebody posted that it was like, thanks, Ticketmaster slash who they, because Ticketmaster merged with somebody. I don't know who. I don't go to No, I think Ticketmaster is like, isn't Ticketmaster like a monopoly? Well, yeah, but they they're like they bought like the second biggest competitor and like they merged. Mm-hmm. And so Anyways, I just assume it's like Jeffrey Bezos or something. So probably, but um, this person posted Twitter was like, "Thanks, whatever the other company was," because I think you know they were trying to buy through this other company for their venue. They were like, "I waited in line eight hours to try and get tickets. I didn't get tickets, but yet you charged me fourteen times for the tickets and overdrafted <laughs> my like on multiple different accounts and overdrafted me and so no, not only that i'm broke have no fee like all, i've gotten like all these fees plus i don't have tickets so i'm just like holy shit is that a bad day so at least i'm not that person and this has been your taylor swift recap <laughs> um things are weird this week we got yeah we're all right uh power rankings Robbie's power rankings here. Um, I don't hate him. I'm butthurt. I win, <laughs> and, and he's got a fucking down arrow on me. Fuck you, Robbie. It does say ranked coming. I think he did it just for the try to get on the pod. Yeah, no shit. Speaking just... of, real quickly, quick segue. Um, speaking of people trying to get on the pod. So, you know, how no one's week, coming on the pod. No, I know. I know. But so, um, so, you know, like last week, you, I think it was last week or the week before we joked around how we should have our wives on it because of how they put up with us and all this. Right. And so yep. I didn't tell Jessica about that at all. But so tonight um, she was like, do you have your football thing tonight? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, it's Wednesday night. I'm doing my Papa J like always. Right. She's like, and she did this thing where I, was, I wish I could like play it on my phone right now so you could hear how awful it was but she was like wednesday night football or something like that and like her and eleanor like eleanor recorded it for her and they were just having the biggest laugh about it she's like you should have me on your pod i'm like uh that's a no like 
no. She's like, why not? I'm like, because uh, no, no guests go away now. So, anyways, no guests. Anyways, I thought you were gonna say that that Jess listens to the podcast, and when she heard that I said we need Jessica Truax on the podcast, she she like ran you down. No, no, she just got there herself, which I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. So, anyways. Yeah, so let's, I I like the, um. The up and down arrows? No, I hate them. I love them because there's a down arrow by your name. Adrian loses and gets an up arrow. I win, I get a down arrow. What the fuck? I mean, he almost won. He lost by one. But I mean, he lost. Fucking Dave. So I mean, really, does he deserve an upper after losing to Dave, Robbie? It's gross. Can we go over these? Uh, I think that's all I've got on the on the um. Thanks to the podcast. Rankings. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it looks good. Yeah, I, I like Robbie's power rankings. I don't really see a whole lot that I would change. So. Um. On the old, the old Jay and Doug team names front, (laughs) like I was going to change it back to backfield by committee. I I feel like that's my team name now, like the BBC. Yep. Um, because, (laughs) because at one point I had like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and Derek Henry. Or something at the same time. And those are the biggest black motherfuckers I've ever seen. And they're definitely packing a BBC. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, I was also deploying a mega backfield by committee at the, at that point. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, I changed it to Jeff Saturday coaching tree. Because all my coaches were inexperienced. And shouldn't be in their jobs. And then he fucking wins. And I won. <laughs> so I have to keep it. Obviously. Obviously, you have to. It's fate. Yeah. It's been fated. And then Doug, Doug used to just be uh, the PSI triots, and then and then, uh, you know, it was like hyphen topical team name. Yep. But I did appreciate looking at the anti KT uh, reverse jinx reverse jinx name. I did get a good a good old chuckle out of that one. I did too. I, and I uh, did try to reverse jinx you. I don't know how how many people tried to reverse jinx you. Because I definitely text you like Monday <laughs> after the Jalen Hurts touchdown. I was like, "Good win." Yes. <laughs> I hate you all. And I was pu- purposely doing it to fuck with you the exact same way you fuck with us all the time. Oh, I'm aware. I, I mean, I appreciate it. You know, for like how you're doing it. I mean, it doesn't mean I still don't hate you all. But I, I do appreciate it. So, yeah, Robbie texted me. He was like, "Was I too harsh on my team names thing?" He's like, "I thought I was being funny about it." I'm like, "No, it was fine. Like, I didn't think anybody should be butthurt by it." So, yeah. All right. Well, that sums up power rankings. Um, transactions. Oh, waiver wire trend. Oh, you can go transactions. It works. Um, let's go. Let's just recap a couple of trades because we had a bunch of big trades last week, yep. myself included. Which one do you want to start on? I guess. 
we had a we we had a trade. We can start with that one. Uh, Garrett Wilson for Deontay and Elijah. Yep. I. Well, I guess this is kind of in, encompassing both my deals, but I have Garrett Wilson and Olave okay. as top twelve dynasty wide receivers on the way up. You can disagree with me or no, not. I, no, I, I I like both of those guys. I think they're both supremely talented. Um, I think they're both. I mean, I, I think they're both potentially poised to at least Olave is potentially poised. Well, I guess they don't have a draft pick. Never mind. I'll say that, that a lot of them might be poised to get a better quarterback. Um, but yeah, I don't think I, I don't think uh, they have any draft picks. But no, they're they're both definitely I think you know supremely talented wide receivers, and you're seeing it this year. Um, honestly, like I looked at him, like Garrett Wilson might not play for me with my top four wide receivers. I mean, maybe he would have started over Juju here and there for sure. Uh, but you know, Juju tied to um, Mahomes. You know, that's that's a and getting eight targets a game, give or take, is you know something that's that's pretty tough. So I just I, you know I'm, I was really trying to, you know to find a way to improve my my week ten situation against Doug because I knew I was going to need all hands on deck. And so trading Garrett Wilson, who was on a buy for Deontay, who like regression's got to come to the touchdowns for that guy at some point, right? Like he's got 81 targets this year with all the touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Kenny Pickett's his quarterback. And so it's not the yeah, most ideal thing, but when you're getting seven to 10, 11 targets a game for the most part, like you think at some point you're going to fucking score a touchdown. So, well, my, and... my boss is a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And I literally went into his office and I was like, Deontay Johnson, your thoughts. <laughs> and and he was like, like effectively was like, this is before the Claypool trade, and he was like, I'm like, I got I got Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Which one do I keep? And he's like, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've heard from the source. So well, and you know Elijah Moore, I think he was he's been. By the Jets, he I think he was miscast as an outside wide receiver for a while. Like I think he did it a little bit last year, um, but I think his with his talent and his you know ability to I think make plays after the catch, I think it'll fit really well in the slot. So to know that they've talked about moving him to the slot was kind of the other the other reason why like I made that deal was, I, you know I think it might take Wilson down a peg a little bit. I mean he's got the talent, so maybe it won't. But uh, I'm just begging that uh, Elijah Moore is going to get more than zeros here more by them moving him to the slot. So, um, I, I like Elijah Moore. I hate his situation. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, staying with my team real quickly. I made the, then I made the big trade with Robbie to trade away. Basically Bruce Hall and a bunch of shit for, um, <laughs> Half, that was half my shit. <laughs> I was going to say, it was half of it. Um, really, to get Damian Pierce was the one guy that I really wanted. Um, I got Garrett Wilson, so then I flipped to you in that deal for Deontay and Elijah Moore, and then Dalton Schultz. I needed a, a you know, I like Dulcich. I think he's got a, a world of upside. Um, I, you know, I think he could be one of those, the next big tight ends, but I just need somebody for this year who's going to be a little more reliable. And I think Dalton Schultz has really been clicking with uh, Dax. So that was the the big uh, 
getting Damian Pierce and Schultz were the kind of the big the big ones for me. And um, yeah, like I said, then I was able to flip Wilson to you. So um, I'm just scrolling from top to bottom on my transactions from last week. So uh, yeah, Jimmy uh, making a trade, sending Herbert in a third for Raheem Mostert, Kyler Murray in a first. I think that was one of the trades that Dave texted me was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I didn't fully understand that trade either. Um, if I'm going to be honest, like, I, I think Herbert's a great quarterback. I mean, when he gets um, all of his weapons back, I think he's, he'll be great, but um, Kyler runs and can throw. And so to give up Kyler and a first, basically to get Herbert and throw on Mostert, who was, not been terrible this year like i it that deal didn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me i don't know about you no i agree i i mean kyler has the konami code as long as he's not a dumb shit and gets hurt um right but yeah i think firsts are going to be worth a, a lot um if we make it to that you know that the actual draft and not being an auction. Um, speaking of firsts and shit, we can't believe Adrian makes yes. a trade and insanely overpays. Well, I understand why he wants, he's got Josh Allen. He wants digs. He's going for it. Debo's underwhelmed. We might not ever play again. He's in first place. I like the move. It's a yeah, ballsy I mean, move. Yeah, I, 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 Dave and I were texting a little bit about stuff, and he was like, "I like Adrian going for it. Like he's actually showing some balls to like go for it for this year, right? Like, yeah. um, it's definitely ballsy, but I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's it's unAdrian like, but it's it's pedal to the metal time. Yeah, I, I like the fact that I mean, the twenty twenty four first round pick, give or take, who gives a shit? That's a ways out. Um, I mean, do I think it was a little bit of an overpay? Probably a little bit, but um, I mean, it just depends. I, I think the big thing is like, how is Debo going to be used now that McCaffrey's in San Francisco? I, I guess that's that to me is the question, right? right. When they've got Debo and McCaffrey, Ayuk and Kittle, like that's a lot of mouths to feed. And Jimmy G ain't that guy, right? Like he's not going to be the guy to spread it around and like. The fact that they threw in Elijah Mitchell, who got 18 carries in his first game back from injury, mm-hmm. like that's well. And fucking... didn't they say? Uh, I don't know if I heard it on Fantasy Pros or, or um, um, footballers or whatever, but like they said that uh, Shanahan said they want to split carries with 50-50. them. 50-50. Yeah, they, yeah. Shanahan came out and said that was a plan coming into the week. They wanted to split carries 50-50. So, I mean, it was a little bit like when the game was. Like not necessarily decided, but like late, you know, late second half, you know, Elijah Mitchell picked up a lot of those carries, probably to save a little bit of wear and tear on McCaffrey, and like that was part of my concern with McCaffrey was there, like with Elijah Mitchell coming back with Debo with all of that. Like, is he still going to get his twenty five, twenty six touches a game? I don't know if he will. I mean, he's still hyper efficient, so I'm sure he'll be fine, but. Will be interesting to see how it plays out here in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, then we get to your big trade with Brett. 
I'm not going to lie. There were multiple, multiple people that texted me. I was like, what the fuck? That might have been the biggest overpay in the history of the Ruffle. Agreed to disagree. I know I gave up a lot. But... Um... I mean, at the end of the day, you gave up a bunch of... I gave up wide receiver assets. twos to get wide receiver ones on their own team, and then dynasty value of people. I know Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is fucking my least favorite kind of wide receiver. He's Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, so I have to, like, depending on like, the team construct, like, on my team that I had, I loved him because if you have a, a couple other, like, high-floor receivers or high-floor players, whether they're receivers or running backs, like, Gabe Davis is the kind of player you want in your lineup when you're going against Nate because he has the opportunity or the ability to, like, in the playoffs or whatever, he put up that four-touchdown game. Like, he has that ability, right? It's not going to happen every week, right? I mean, he's not going to be putting up 20 points a week, right? But and you can't just, like, guess when it's going to happen right now, but, like, he is that kind of player that when you're going to get Nate, like, if you need upside, you put Gabe Davis in your lineup and you just hope he puts up a 35, right? So. So here's how I look at it, and I'm not trying to, like, I'm not going to, like, spill the beans on my entire fucking battle plan here, but, like, Zeke and Pollard I can play effectively one of, and Zeke's going to fall off a cliff after this year. Mm-hmm. Who knows if Pollard? I don't think Pollard has a contract. I think they have to pick one or the other. Lazard loses fucking Rogers and he's dead. Davis is fine, but he's a coin flip. I need guys to put in my roster. I had 17 guys I would have kept going into last week that I feel like were keeper worthy. We have 12 fucking keeper spots. Yep. I don't yeah. need to be as deep as I was. So I don't no. give a shit. Now, what I did was I dumped, I like, I really like Alave and I wanted Alave. And that was not the first. This is like offer number seven. Yeah. Where I'm like, fucking Brett, seriously, dude. Like, do you need a ZJ, like, mixed that. in? Like, at one point I said, like, would you like my kidney? The only one I have. <clears throat> but. I don't know. I turned a bunch of our like wide receiver twos and the D- Dallas backfield into two top twelve dynasty wide receivers. I'll take it. And I've got a touch uh, for for no apparent reason. I I can start Green Bay, Gus Bus, who's a fucking touchdown machine, and James Conner, who's a touchdown machine, and I, I want to vomit on both of those guys. Right. But they score points. So I can roll that out of RB, and I have four top 20 dynasty wide receivers under the age of 25. And Lamar Jackson and uh, Mark Andrews. Andrews. So I. You know know what that means, right? I can win. (laughs) But you know what that means, right? That they're all going to suck forever? No, that that Nate's going to win it all. Yeah. No, but. That was kind of half my point is like I felt I'm giving the reason I, I wanted to do it with Brett for Olave was Brett Neat is in a great spot. I'm not colluding here. 
I'm overpaying, but I'm getting the guy I want. But Brett needs depth. I have depth. He has a great wide receiver, dynasty value, and I'll overpay to get thinner and better dynasty-wise. And guess what happens? He has more depth. Going into the, it's a win-win for both teams. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I have no problem with the trade. I mean, go get your guy. So um, I don't know. I would have asked for I would have asked for something twenty twenty three, but he didn't have a, f- a fucking pick in the first three <laughs> rounds. So I was like, I don't want a goddamn fourth. Right. So probably could um, ask for a first, but I fucked up. The uh, the other trade from last week that we have to talk about yet then is the one for Robbie trading Burrow to to Doug for Jahan Dotson in a second. Like I was trying to get fields from Robbie earlier, like before fields had fully blown up, right? Like back when it's like he scored his first 17 point game. I was just trying to get him from a, a backup perspective, right? Cause if that hurts, I love him, but I'm, I'm in it to win it this year. Right. So if something happens mm-hmm. to hurts, I'm basically fucked. Right. So I wanted to have a better backup and try to get him from Robbie and Robbie wanted the world and which I can appreciate. Right. Like, but then to turn around and give away Burrow for John Dotson in a second. Like, I didn't love that. I mean, it's going to be a late second, too, because it's Maddie's. I anticipate Maddie's going to make the playoffs. So you're looking at like a 9 to 12 pick in the second round there. So, and Dotson, um, he could be good. I mean, he showed some promise earlier in the year. He had some you know, hamstring issue and just come back. I mean, I don't know if there, if Taylor, Taylor Haneke is the, the guy to kind of support. Dotson and McLaurin and the running backs, but uh, um, I do like the talent profile, so there is that, I guess. So, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that trade. I kind of felt like, uh, what is it, the uh, Infinity Gauntlet? Do you know what that is? Like Marvel? Mm-mm. It's like the bracelet that has all the gems that if okay. you acquire all the gems, then you're the most powerful person in the world. Yep. And I kind of felt like, not that, um, <laughs> like, not that Joe Burrow has been playing like that ridiculous, but like having Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow together kind of felt like he's assembling the Infinity Gauntlet and, and upgrading from Tom Brady to Joe Burrow. Well, and I, I so after you made that trade, I texted Doug, <laughs> and I, I texted Doug, and I was like, "The only thing you're missing now from your uh, Cincy stack is T Higgins." He's like, "That's all part of the plan." <laughs> yeah. So this this episode should be called uh, Doug Infinity Gauntlet or Joe Burrow Infinite Infinity Gauntlet. So um, there was that. Well, what was the? I, I should have written it down. That in my memory tonight is, is not serving well so maybe i'll have to go back and listen to it the early part of the pod because we were talking about something else and i was like oh that's gonna be the teammate or the name but uh yeah it escapes me now so we'll figure it out fucking je overpay of the century no it was earlier on <laughs> like during one of our early rants but i digress so um, let's look at the waiver wire for this week because there's no real trades this week other than you know me trying to talk with deals with Jimmy and I wasn't going to be there was an Odell Beckham trade today but yeah I, that doesn't count whatever um, waiver wire um, Robin and I were texting I was like I, I texted Robin I was going to pick up all the available tight ends because 
Adrian literally does not have a tight end on his roster to play right now for this for this week. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, because Disler's on a bye and he's terrible, and um, Waller's on IR. And so Robert's like, well, other than Trey McBride, he's like, I'm going to put a bid in for Trey McBride. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I said what I said. Like, there are no tight ends to pick up. <laughs> um, I'm playing him this week, too. So I might have to double, triple cock block that. You're going to need to pay me a first, Adrian. Oh, well, fuck, you don't have any more. You can get Robert Tanyan for a second if you want him. Um, but, yeah, so Robbie, so then after like, – before we, you know, you test me, you are like, the pot or whatever, but Robbie texted me, it was like, uh, I guess I overestimated, <laughs> <laughs> like, Jay McBride's. 42 like bucks, you, unopposed. Yeah. That's it's like the, one. it's like when you get a, um, like, it's like an auction, uh, like a fucking, co- this is only gonna be funny for half the fucking league, the Cobras, the ex-Cobras players, but. In the uh the, the the Cobra's auction, we used to have it in person before COVID, and someone would throw it some fucking player for like way too much money, and it would just be crickets. Uh, oh, who was the player that Rob, Robbie in one of the one of our auctions? Who the fuck was that? It was a Vikings player? I swear that he put out there. I'm gonna have to comb through it now. No, well, the most the most famous one was uh, was Kraus was uh, was uh, auctioning from from a dock yes. <laughs> on his speakerphone and threw out. Uh, this is in his rookie year. He he threw out. Um, uh, oh my god! Why can't I think of his name? Um, the number two wide receiver for the Vikings, uh, Adam Thielen. Jesus, I couldn't think of that. He throws out Adam Thielen for a dollar. It was before Adam Thielen had played a fucking snap for the Vikings, and he's like an undrafted Mankato guy. And everybody was just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then he turns out to be really good. But um, I just remember was- like the collective uh, reaction to Adam Thielen for one dollar was like, but that's you can have him, that dude. Egregious, right? Like, um, yeah. My favorite, okay, nobody else other than, yeah, nobody else, but so back when you, mm-hmm. uh, right. you were in it, one of my first years, Adam Farrell was the king of the, like, put a player out for whatever, and just crickets, and so the one I remember specifically was Placet, was it Placido Polanco? Placido Polanco, and he put him on, he was like, Placido Polanco, $11, and everybody was like, <laughs> because I'm like sold, like you can have them for eleven dollars. Like Trey McBride, forty-two dollars. Crickets. It's <laughs> um, good times. Sam Ellinger dropped just like he's been dropped from starting. I don't know who Tristan Ebner is, and I literally—that's another fake uh, creative player. He actually, so there was two bids on Tristan Ebner this week. One by. Day for $29, which I kind of anticipated since he had Khalil Herbert. Um, but I put $3 on Tristan Ebner, kind of hoping that maybe he would slide under the radar. Um, I just, I read I'm pretty, like I, a couple times I thought about picking him up just in case something were to happen to either Monty or Herbert and just never did it. Uh, he's just like a little scat back. I think he's, he's he'll be good in the passing game. 
um, potentially. So, but I mean, Monty is so good at pass blocking that I don't know if he'll if, if Ebner will get a, make too much of a a splash. But I was honestly surprised that Natron or anybody else nobody else tried to pick up Ben Skoranek. Not to say that he's going to be good, but I mean, he did have seven targets after like in that game with. Um, Cooper Cup in it, so I don't know. He's gotten a decent, a little bit decent amount of love from uh, Stafford in the past. So I'm not saying, obviously, I'm not saying he's going to be Cooper Cup, but I, I can see Skoranek getting seven to ten targets a game. You know, I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to put up huge numbers every week, but like, I think he's a guy you could actually play in a pinch if you needed to. It's considering Natron has like fifty-seven thousand guys on by this week. I thought he would have, you know, he's only got twenty-one dollars, but I thought for sure he would have put a at least a, a decent bit on Skoranek with uh, Cooper Cup going up. So a little surprise there. Maddie picked up Van Jefferson, who, I mean, nobody else, I think, even been on Van Jefferson, which is a little surprising too. I had him dropped him on Sunday. Yeah, there was there was one other bid for $2. So maybe Natron tried to pick up uh, Jefferson for $2. But I, I like, Je- like Jefferson to me is one of those guys, again, who's the, the uh, Deshaun Jackson type, right? Like the boom bust, like he's going to get, Five targets that are all, you know, for the most part, down the field. Um, he might get a long touchdown. He might not. So we'll see. I mean, that the whole Rams offense and just team is kind of terrible in general right now. So, yeah. Te- well, te- <laughs> well, real quickly, I texted Robbie tonight and I was like, uh, you realize that Marcus Mariota has the same bye week as Justin Fields, right? <laughs> And he, t- all he, t- he was like, I've got a plan. I'm like, all right, sweet. Uh, go with it. <laughs> well, we are an hour and 13 minutes in. Yeah. And we're getting to the scoreboard for this week. It's a good week. That was a uh, ranch water. Big, big gulp. Before we get um, into that. I'm almost to the end of my second drink, which is my uh, Loon Juice Honey Crisp, my go-to. So, all right, SEO Nate um, playing Robbie. So basically, Natron has everybody and his mother on a bye for the most part, or hurt. I mean, Granny still has Kelsey and Cooper and Mixon, but other and Dak, I guess, but has pretty much everybody hurt or on a bye. Other than that, and he's still a nine-point favorite over Robbie this week. Um, which is interesting because if you go to the game, it says that Natron's a 73, 73% favorite, which I would maybe attribute to more than a nine point, but whatever, I digress. So I'm picking Robbie. I was supposed to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go upset this week. I'm going to go upset. I think, uh, I think Robbie's younger players are on the rise a little bit. Um, Justin Fields is going to destroy Atlanta. Uh, is, um, is Watson playing this week? He can practice this week. He can't play until I think it's week thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. So week thirteen against Houston of all teams, his old team is the first week he can play. So no, okay. I yeah. Robbie has a very fortunate draw. I think he takes advantage of it. Justin Fields is on a roll facing Atlanta. He saw like Atlanta blows. 
Yeah. Gibson yeah. against Houston. Claypool should do better than he did last week. With uh, with my boy AJ Brown banged up, I see Devonta Smith having a good game. Run at Mil- Run down Morris. We have a little bit tougher time against San Francisco, but he's been seeing targets there. Um, he should have an uptick up. I know he had nine catches or whatever last week, but he should have an up uptick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the upset. This is the the um. Do we need to get the rubber stamp out and get like the the JE and KT rubber stamp iron, the the rubber stamp um upset of the week like well, we did last the, week? There's the uh, yeah, there's that. There's the fantasy footballers like uh, Andy Holloway has is almost upset of the week. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, that's this game for me this week. So, um, Jimmy versus Brett. Um, I think this game is going to end up being closer than I probably think it's going to be. I'm going to lean Brett, which pains me to say it. Um, I think Delvin against Dallas's defense, they've been kind of undisciplined lately against the run. Like, I can see this as being one of those weeks where Delvin has like 15 for you know 120 and three. Like, uh, Kamara is in a bad spot. I don't love Kamara though. Uh, Mike Williams may or may not play. If Mike Williams doesn't play, uh, I guess DeAndre Carter can try and revive his matchup from, from last week. Um, yeah, I, I like Brett this week. Yeah. I mean, Pollard, Pollard and Barkley are going to destroy. Ah, uh, but what if Zeke comes back? I said what I said. Pollard and Barkley are going to destroy. I think Lazard's going to have a good game. The only question I have is Gabriel Davis this week. It did you have you seen at all the uh, the forecasts for uh, that Cleveland Buffalo game in Buffalo this weekend? No. Just <laughs> shitty fucking snow. Uh, so there's talk of up to 31 inches of snow in 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> On Twitter, people are calling for uh, the Buffalo Bills to re-sign LaShawn McCoy because the last time there was a huge snow game in, in Buffalo, LaShawn McCoy had a huge game. So, Wow. Well, you're saying that 50-yard bombs are probably not in the uh, forecast? Probably not in the forecast. I mean, if it all snows on Friday and Saturday and it stops by Sunday game time and they can like snow pull the field off. Yeah. Then game will be fine. But if it's snowing and, Love you it. know, big winds during the game, big lake effect as they call it. Um, Get some Buffalo Davis, wings and settle yeah. in. Cause we're going to have Davis a ground game. Some tough, but uh, so I mean, maybe I'll have to play Zeke and Gabe Davis, but we'll see. Um, absolutely. Pick Brett. Uh, Baker is a 40-point favorite right now versus <laughs> Dave. Um, a 40-point favorite? But Dave I know Zach Wilson's yet. not in yet in his lineup. Yeah. But but Zach Wilson is not going to give it. Well, and Khalil <laughs> Herbert's out too. So uh, I don't see Zach Wilson and either Samaj P. Ryan, James Cook, or Trustin Ebner, uh, or Malik Davis uh, breaking that 40-point deadlock. Um <laughs> I, 
I think in in weeks past we've just said like Baker moving on. <laughs> well, this one last week. Yeah, well, no, I, I, Baker should rebound here pretty easily. So, um, yeah, I think moving on. I'm facing Adrian, and I believe my words were, "I'm gonna." F- what did I say? I want to beat the brakes off Adrian. (laughs) I never picked myself to win, but I'm going to fucking win this week. And I probably, now you have the lake effect vapor fucking Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen's probably going to score like seven touchdowns on the ground. Well, I, I, so I was reading, sorry, I was listening to a couple of my podcasts today, right? And then one of the podcasts, legitimate question were at being asked, like, if there is this 30 inches of snow and 20 to 30 mile hour winds during the game, would you, like they're asking, like, you know, sit start questions. Like, would you rather start uh, Josh Allen in that scenario or Jimmy Garoppolo this week? Like legitimately asking that question. So, you know, it's bad when, um, so your uh, what favorite 18 point favorite right now and Adrian doesn't have a running back or a tight end so uh, he literally doesn't have a tight end and will not have one that has a projected total more than three points at this point yeah well and Alex Pierce in his lineup who is a big bat zero so right um, and he can't play Bateman Sammy Watkins is garbage well he could play I mean he doesn't need to play a tight end or a wide receiver right I mean he could play Damian Harris against the Jets yeah, but he has Kenneth Walker out. I mean, he's got those two guys. So, I mean, in the Mac. Yeah, that's team, true. He'll, he's got, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to field a valid lineup. So, I mean, Adrian will get to a valid lineup. I just, again, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be uh, um, enough to beat to beat you this week. I mean, Don, he's got two guys that are potentially in that Lake Effect game <laughs> with uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones playing in Buffalo against uh, against the Bills there. So, my only worry is Keenan Allen. I'm watching that pretty closely. Yeah. I don't have anybody else to flex in, so i got to make a decision. Well, Gus Bus should play this week, so you can flex him in. I can, Yeah, but he's a Sunday night game, so i got to like make that decision early. Yeah, I hear but, you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you, I'm Adrian. Picking you. Um in the probably the again the like the tightest closest matchup of the week, uh, I'm gonna pick uh, Maddie to beat myself. Um, Angel Brown's banged up. Um, Damian Pierce doesn't have a, a good matchup this week, and uh, yeah, Maddie. You know, I mean, Justin Herbert's getting, potentially getting his his uh, weapons back. Jonathan Taylor's got a what you know would appear to be a tough matchup against Philly, but they've given up like 150 yards on the ground the last three weeks without uh, Jordan Davis, their stud rookie tight uh, rookie defensive tackle. Um, he's got your boy Devin Duvernay in his lineup, so I'm sure that's going to go go well. Like you know, like and that's exactly the reason why I'm picking you. <laughs> friends yeah. don't let friends start Devin Duvernay in games that matter. And I think Derrick Henry could score 40 points against my team tomorrow. Yeah, short week. I'm sure they'll get some killers in there just to piss me off. So, um, 
Green Bay's run defense blows. Rashawn Gary's dead. And uh, I am in fucking Chicago Thursday night football. They're the cosmic stars are going to align. Derrick Henry, as one of my favorite players in all of fantasy football, is going to run a fucking train on my on my actual fantasy or my actual favorite football team while I am in my least favorite city that I could possibly be in. To watch that game. So it's an absolute fucking lock that he's getting two to three touchdowns and 190 yards. Yeah. So good luck, Maddie. But KT's going to run a fucking train on you with Derrick Henry by himself, basically. That's my pick. All right. And then uh, to round it out, another I think another potentially tight game here, uh, Daniel versus Doug. Uh, Ortiz got this 70-30 in favor of Daniel. Um I mean, I'm not going to lie. Originally, I was like, I'm going to take Doug, but he's kind of got a ragtag lineup this week, but outside of McCaffrey and uh, C.D. Lamb. Well, he'd be he'd be playing three tight ends again if Goddard didn't get hurt. <laughs> he would be. That's true. <laughs> tight end, you better bring the team, back, team name back this week, Doug. Um, I mean... K.J. Osborne got 11 targets on Sunday. What? Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> I had him on I had him on my twenty team league on my bench because he had gotten zero points the week before. <laughs> he had eleven fucking targets. I'm like, what the fuck he only caught like four of them, but he still got used a whole lot and yeah. that could turn around. Um, I mean Wandell is playing Detroit. I mean that, there's some potential. I mean but I think that the, the albatross around uh Dougie's neck is and Huntley. Uh, I mean, I granted they're playing Chicago, so Atlanta should be able to run the ball, but I think having yeah, the long week, you know, because again, it's almost like a mini five week they played on Thursday night, right? So I think you're going to see a lot of Cordero Patterson this week. So um, I agree. I, I think yeah. Daniel by yeah. a, a decent amount. Yeah, Daniel gets um, but... Nick Chubb back, and he's got Eckler this week. I mean, lost for that, but I don't know if that's necessary. This game's going to mean a lot. Two five and five teams, both. On the way up, Dano, I know he lost last week, but everybody lost in your division. But Dano should be doing better. Dougie, the prospects are there, but he's absolutely ravaged. He needed to make that Burrow deal, and he, he got out of it with Jahan Dotson in a second to, to like put like a non- waiver wire player into his lineup and it's actually his best of three quarterbacks. So good for you, Dougie, but Dougie, I'm still picking to, Dano. Yeah. Let's talk Higgins. He'd help your lineup this week. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick Dano this week too, as much as it pains me. So um, any, uh, any final closing things where, I mean, we're at the 90 minutes. You know, pre-recording. We'll see if I actually edit this thing out before I post it. But uh, um, any any closing thoughts to, this week for us, Jay? Closing thoughts is it's eleven o'clock and I need to go to bed. Um, I have no more thoughts. But Jeff Saturday is an undefeated NFL head coach, and so are you with his team name. So it's true. He was a Green Bay Packer for that last, the only year he didn't play for the Colts. So let's fucking go, Jeff Saturday. Good (laughs) luck to everybody, but Brett, 
I agree. Peace out. Peace out.